0: Happy holidays, everyone, and welcome to the Christmas Movie Countdown here at Allentown Presents. I am your host, Katie, and today I am joined with Emma. Hey, hey. And we will be reviewing a new Christmas movie every night from December 1st to Christmas. So sit back and enjoy episode 7, Holiday in the Wild. So Emma and I found this movie, I think, last year. I think it's been on our list for a little while. Yep. And we just haven't had a chance to watch it because there's so many fucking Christmas movies. <laughs> but we finally sat down and watched it. And Emma, what'd you think? Um, I thought it was
1: adorable. Um, I mean, you and I kind of talked about this on text earlier, but I was almost unsure that it was going to be Christmassy aside from like the first four minutes same so i felt very odd at the end of this movie you know when you start reading a book that everybody's talking about and they're like oh yeah the the basic story of this is super cute and but then you start reading it and there's like chunks that you're not getting yeah or vice versa when the book is so incredibly detailed that you have like all these insights into these people and then you create a movie of that and you're just like why are there so many holes in this
0: yeah I
1: kind of felt like that a lot because the plot jumped so much that I was just like I'm still stuck on this part trying to process this and now we're why are we over here yeah And all of a sudden wait she was a what now she's doing that again okay yeah it was a lot of back and forth that i just i felt like there was a lot of empty pockets to it yeah it's a cute story i did enjoy it for what it was a basic average netflix christmas movie but it was like swiss cheese yeah so yeah uh
0: i agree i liked it i thought it was really cute and you know rob lowe and kristen davis they both did a great job in it yes the overall Christmasiness of it though, like, didn't make sense. And I, we started watching it and I was just like, wait, when they said holiday in the wild, did they just mean like general vacation and not actual like Christmas time? <laughs> mm-hmm. And there's like Christmas photos happening in the beginning, the very beginning of the movie, but it's in August. They're like just getting it done early. But the fucking, like, it's literally described as a Christmas romantic comedy. But we don't get Christmas until, like, halfway into the movie, so.
1: Also, I didn't feel like there was any comedy in this. Yeah. Like, you giggle at a couple of moments, but that's 90% because of the awkwardness and because of, like, the the weird choppy here, there, and you just kind of giggle, like. Yeah. It just kind of comes out and you're like, ha, But none of it was funny. I didn't get any funny from it.
2: So, I was in the room when Katie watched this movie. I was editing (laughs) other things. So Bella and I sat and watched this. Usually we go to another room when it's like, this movie looks like shit and we (laughs) disappear. But I was there first and Katie, actually I was asleep and she started it. And I was like, well, I guess I should do something (laughs) constructive with my life. And I watched this movie. Now, like you ladies said, the Christmas aspect comes in more than 40 minutes into this movie, which I was like, "What the, the
0: Christmas two minutes in a 90-minute film.
2: I think I yeah. like turning ask Katie, is this a Christmas
0: movie? I had to look it up. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. It I it said it was.
2: And yep. then so you know, I was expecting, like, okay, maybe it's not gonna be that Christmassy, but it looks like it's gonna be a fucking rom-com. And Kristen Davis, she's a cutie pie. So I was like, and Rob Lowe is a cutie pie. So maybe I'll get something like that while watching this. Mm -hmm. It was lukewarm at best. Their whole like steaminess. I've seen so much better rom-coms out of shittierly produced films. It was a shame. Like they're both great. -hmm. And doing romantic things and they didn't really feel like they liked each other that
1: much. Like There was honestly more steam in Falling for Christmas. It,
0: yes, it felt like they had Absolutely. that they were that Rob Lowe and Kristen Davis were have just been friends for like 30 years. Yeah, like really and that good friends. They just kind of gave up on everything and we like, Meh, I guess yeah. we'll
1: kiss. Yeah. It, yeah.
0: I, yeah. Well, watching them, I was just like,
1: ah,
2: really, it was a shame. Yeah. Falling for Christmas had more. And I don't know if I'd chick- say all that, but I mean, romantically it had more, I think, like romance in it. And that chick had a head injury, you know, you <laughs> didn't have all the faculties with her. Yeah, and it felt a lot more steamy. So, yeah, uh, that's all I had to say about that. This movie.
0: Hmm. OK, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> and that was Otis. Y'all know who he is. That was his whole everything he had to say about this film. <laughs> In a nutshell. So, yeah, I liked it. It was just much less of a Christmas film than expected based on the title. And I will say to the extent of comedy, like romantic comedy, I think in general, everyone is too afraid to just call a movie a romantic movie. Yeah. Because that makes it sound like a porn. Yep. Like when you think of like romance novels, those are just smut. That's like Fifty Shades of Grey is a romance movie. Yeah. It's just, it's like porn almost. And so yeah. I think Hollywood as a whole is afraid to dub anything just as romantic it has to be either a romantic comedy or a romantic drama and there's no in between there's no just like this is just a lovey-dovey film like (laughs) uh, yeah so this is a romantic comedy for just the sake of not saying it's a romance film
1: agreed i so we need a new genre category in hollywood that's not romance that's not rom-com yeah that's not drama but we need something like cute encounters or like some like i can't even think of the the right word for it but something stupid like that chance encounter or whatever even that sounds dirty meet Meet cutes there you go yeah because yeah just i agree when you say rom-com i'm expecting the proposal how to lose a guy in 10 days yeah fucking anything like that crazy stupid love yes
0: yeah so this movie's weird uh it does have a decent tagline i guess a romance off the beaten path and like (laughs) they're not lying but (laughs) all right so let's get into it so we meet up with the conrad family we meet kate conrad played by kristen davis her husband drew and their son luke And they are taking their Christmas photos in August because they are rich socialites in Manhattan. That's what you do, I guess. Got to get a jump start on it. So after a few agonizing moments of trying to look like a happy family, Drew's like, I got to go to the office. I got to get some work done. Like, clearly, he's a workaholic. You can tell that it's taking a strain on his family because both Kate and Luke, the son, are like, but dude, we're like, having family time like you couldn't just not go and he's like I gotta go shit's bad already and Luke is about to leave for college he's only in town for a couple more days and then he heads out because college starts for the fall right so we jump forward and it's Luke leaving for college day they pack up his stuff his girlfriend thanks the family for letting them drive Luke to college and they say their goodbyes and we see this cute like thing on the wall like a door jam where she's been the mom has been like marking off how tall Luke has gotten and Luke has promised her that she can do it on the day he leaves for college so she marks a little notch and they say their goodbyes and he leaves and then Kate is talking with Drew and reveals that she has purchased a second honeymoon For them, because things have been a little weird and they've been prepping for Luke to leave and all these different things. And to celebrate kind of having an empty nest and getting back to who they are as a couple, she has booked them a second honeymoon to Zambia and she's super excited about it. And Drew confesses that he is no longer in love with her and he was just waiting for Luke to go to college before ending it. He already has an apartment like ready to go and it's just they're done for that was so swift when that happened i was like i'm sorry when he did that i was like what i got whiplash like what
1: i'm like first of all you just stood through family christmas pictures without saying anything like you didn't even have a discussion with her at all you just let her continue to believe that everything was fine yep If you're struggling, if you're falling out of love with somebody, if you're whatever, how in the fucking world do you just say, okay, I'm out, I'm already prepared, like, without having a conversation about that at all? Yeah, uh, communication is
0: key, guys. (sighs) Yup. Yeah, it's a fucking mess. So, he leaves, and she's like, well, what the fuck am I gonna do? Like, what the hell? And... She goes to lunch with her best friends. They have become a small group called the Ladies Who Lunch. (laughs) And this kind of upsets her. She's like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life now. Maybe I'll get back into being a vet. I'll find something else to do with my life now that I have an empty nest and I'm getting separated or whatever, like figure it out. And Her friend is like, well, we're the ladies who lunch. Like, why don't you just do nothing? And she's like, no, pump the brakes. I'm not trying to be a lady who lunches. Like, what the fuck happened to me? So Kate decides to go on the trip to Zambia all alone. Um, She arrives in Zambia. Goes to dinner at her hotel and is approached by a man who has been sitting at the hotel bar. He strikes up a conversation and is kind of making all these just blanket judgments about her um, because, you know, he is from around here and he sees the people who come in and out of this hotel that she's in. So he's making a lot of judgments about her and she's just like kind of getting ticked off at his presumptuousness. So she irritably tells him basically everything that, you know, this was supposed to be a second honeymoon for them becoming empty nesters. And my husband left me like literal days before this trip. And when I get back, I have to fucking sign divorce papers and figure out what I'm doing with my apartment and blah, 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 blah. I got to do all these things. Fuck you, buddy. I'm out. And she leaves. Yep. Which, amen, girl, like, bye. I I don't need to take shit from anybody, especially random dude I met at a bar. Like, go fuck yourself. Oh, yeah. The next day, Kate arrives for a chartered flight to her next resort because that's apparently how you have to get around in Zambia. And she finds out that Derek, the guy from the bar, is the pilot. During the flight, Derek unexpectedly lands the plane randomly out in the wild. And she is fucking confused. Like, my immediate thought was like, oh, my God, Rob Lowe's a murderer. I'm going to die. Like, yep. <laughs> I thought pilot just deal. stopped the plane. <laughs> yeah.
1: I was like, this bitch took his backpack. He's out here dropping cocaine in the middle
0: of Zambia. And yeah, I'm Like, what? Yeah, shit's wild. Um, But he stops the plane and she's like, what the fuck? He tells her, stay with the plane. I'll be back in a minute. And he grabs his backpack and leaves. And she's like, well, I'm not fucking staying in this plane. And she follows him into the brush and she kind of loses him for a minute. She like can't find him through the trees and stuff. And eventually she does. And when she finds him, he warns her to be quiet and finds out why. He has spotted a dead elephant from the sky and a calf refusing to leave its mom, separated from the pack. And Derek tells her this happens sometimes. Poachers get into the reserve. They corner mama elephants for their tusks and they kill them and then They're gone and then the babies are stuck. And like, we run a elephant rehab. We have to figure out a way to do this. And he calls somebody on the radio. And then he kind of guides her through the step-by-step process of getting this baby calf to relax in their presence and let them help him, give him water and all these different things. Then a truck shows up from the wildlife elephant reserve thing and comes to take the baby elephant to the reserve. And she's like, I'm not getting back on that plane. Sorry about it. I'm a vet. I'm going to go with this fucked up elephant. I don't know anything about elephants, but I'm going to figure it out because like can't be that different. Right. Animals are animals. So she hops on the back of the truck and she goes to the sanctuary to help this little elephant. Uh, Whiplash moment number two. (laughs) I was like, I'm sorry, you're a vet. I mean, she said it during the ladies who lunch lunch.
1: Yeah, but like. But yeah, it just like hit me upside the face. I was like,
0: well, okay, cool. Yeah, we get a little bit about it, a little bit more about it soon Mm -hmm. (laughs) as to why she's no longer a vet. So at the sanctuary, she ends up trying to help the elephant, and she is given a room for the night, like one of the little house things that they have there. And she confuses her room, the one on the end. With another room. And she goes into the other end. Like of this little street thing that they have. And it ends up being Derek's room. Mm-hmm. So she's like in there. And looking around. um, And confused. And then Derek walks in. And he's like. Just got out of the shower. And she's he's like. Your room's on the other end. And of course. Derek is shirtless. Girls in his room that's not supposed to be in there. Guess who walks in? His girlfriend. Because. Wouldn't be a rom-com without a just let's fuck up your relationship situation. <laughs> <laughs> so Leslie is Derek's South African girlfriend. She is part of the foundation that funds the sec- the sanctuary. Um, and that ends up being a big deal later down the line. So Kate's like, my bad, didn't mean to be in here. Gotta go. She goes and finds her room. And she tries to go to sleep and she ends up not being able to sleep. So she goes to the pen where the little elephant that they found is and she ends up sleeping in the pen with the elephant. And they had already suggested that this is very common with people who work at the sanctuary. They get very attached to the elephants and then they end up just sleeping in the pens with them. And then Derek is also there at the pens because it's his night to keep watch basically. And they have other people on watch who are making sure that no lions get into the sanctuary and other wild animals. So there's different people placed in strategically placed all around the sanctuary, making sure that these animals are taken care of. So over the course of, I don't know, a week or so, Kate forms a really special bond with the elephant that they found and Derek's friend Jonathan who I guess runs the sanctuary it seems like he's kind of in charge uh suggests the name Manu which means second son because Kate has gotten to know people she's revealed a little bit about her life she does have a son who's in college and they do talk on the phone sometimes so the new elephant is named Manu a very cute elephant It's so fucking cute. Honestly, the elephant interactions were what made this movie work for me. Like, oh yeah, I was so focused on how cute and adorable the elephant situation was that I wasn't even concerned about how lacking the plot was. Oh, this is 100% the truth, because like I said at the beginning,
1: the Swiss cheeseness of this plot, I'm here for the fucking elephants. This is now a pachyderm picture. This is no longer a holiday that I give two fucks
0: about absolutely i need this elephant to be okay like (laughs) absolutely so kate's uh two weeks are up and she is meant to go back to catch her flight back to the united states and decides what's back there for me like luke is at home my husband is like gone like i just got an empty nest it's just me why don't I just extend the stay? Like I don't got a job right now. I can just stay a little while longer. And she ends up staying through the Christmas season at the sanctuary. Her relationship with Derek deepens. They talk about their previous lives. We learn that Derek was previously married, but his wife passed away a while ago. And she is slowly opening up a little bit more and a little bit more about her previous life. And then... Kate receives divorce papers from Drew while at the sanctuary. Like, how fucking shitty of a person and petty do you have to be to send divorce papers all the way to Africa? Like, you couldn't just wait? Why do you need it so immediately? You couldn't just wait? And it's in this moment that we learn a little bit more about Kate and her past, um, because she kind of blows up out of anger at the situation and ends up venting to Derek. And we find out that Kate has spent essentially the last 20 years putting Drew through school, through law school, paying for everything, raising their child, doing everything that needs to be done for his career to succeed and let her career go. She just stopped being a vet so that she could take care of everything. And Derek's like, bro, that's fucked up. (laughs) Derek is immediately like, holy shit, that sucks. So they go to bed and Kate is super frustrated. And then it's Christmas Eve and Kate wakes up and is alerted by Jonathan that, that Derek needs to see her at the plane. So go to the plane. And he's like, well, what the fuck? Like, is something wrong? Is everything okay? He's like, no, everything's fine. Just go to the plane. So she shows up at the plane and Derek surprises her with Luke. Her son, Luke, has come out to the sanctuary to celebrate Christmas. Mm -hmm. And it is beautiful. We get Christmas Eve and Christmas. It's super cute. They get to spend all sorts of mother-son time together. She shows him around the sanctuary. We see that she has been marking the growth of the elephants with a board, just like she did at home with Luke it's um, super cute it's fucking cute i'm telling you the elephants made this movie like romance aside elephants like this were... became
1: legit a steve Irwin
0: sponsored film not for sure a... i was learning so much about elephants <laughs> <laughs> and while he's there at christmas he confesses that he is very unhappy in his business course he wants to be a musician and he is planning on dropping out of college because he doesn't like it. And Kate's like, oh, don't do that. Please don't do that. That's a horrible plan. And she's kind of right. Like if your parents are rich and they're paying for college, like just stick with it, bro. Free education. Do it. <laughs> so Luke ends up going back home and we find out that Derek has been sketching. He's been working on a painting, but he won't show anyone. He's very like secretive about his paintings. He he does paint, but he's very nervous about showing anyone what he's done. When Leslie shows up around Christmas time, she finds out that the painting he's been working on is actually a portrait of Kate. So she gets frustrated and she asks Derek to go away with her, like come visit my family for Christmas in South Africa or something like that. And he says, no, sorry. He's about to break up with her. And she responds like the board is going to cut all the funding from the sanctuary. Like if we break up and he's like, that's petty as hell, but do what you got to do, I guess. We're we're done. (laughs) So after Christmas and all of this kind of happens, Kate finally returns to New York. She has some things she's got to settle up. You know, she's got to actually figure out her divorce situation. And she ends up getting a job as a vet, you know, using her portfolio of nothing for 20 years. But elephants in zambia and the guy the and the vet office occasional baboon and, yeah and the occasional baboon the vet is super impressed with this. he's like hell yeah you can handle these rich white people's dogs like you'll be fine <laughs> so she ends up working as a vet dr kate and when she's home she convinces luke to continue in college but to change his major to music i loved it and of course fucking drew is like what why you want him to be a musician and she just is basically like you can fight this all you want but he's not gonna be you he doesn't want to be a lawyer he doesn't want to be a businessman like stop so he either stays in college or he drops out like at least this way he gets to do what he loves and he's gonna stick around in college (laughs) Yup. on new year's eve kate ends up calling jonathan and jonathan tells her that the sanctuary cannot continue operating much longer because the funding has been cut. Of course, because fucking Derek broke up with his girlfriend who was part of the foundation. So, Kate begins a fundraising campaign. She asks for help from her friends, the ladies who lunch, and her ex-husband, and she sells all of her jewelry and a bunch of her other expensive things. Listen Kristen Davis. Davis's character is literally her character from fucking Sex and the City. Yep. Like by- Just rich and white in New York, like socialite. She is. She just gets rid of all her shit to help fundraise money for uh, the sanctuary. For elephants. For elephants. The fundraising is successful and she sends all the money to the sanctuary and they receive just basically a big-ass envelope full of checks worth hella money. And they find out that they'll probably be able to stay open for at least a whole nother full year. While she's still in New York, uh, she receives a painting from Derek, and it's like the elephant painting that he was working on, the portrait of her, with Manu in the background, and she ends up hanging it in her house, and, you know, she's doing all these things, so we do keep getting pictures of the portrait in the background, but slowly but surely, she is getting tired of taking care of these rich-ass folks, pampered-ass pets. And New York is no longer fulfilling to her. I just love that the
1: fucking straw that broke that for her was the lady coming back for the third time that week with her dog just for a nail trim and a refill on her dog's anxiety or antidepressants. Yeah, your dog should not need
0: I'm like your dog should not need antidepressants that much or that the refills that many times. Jeez. Fucking mess. (laughs) <laughs> so, Kate decides to sell her apartment and buys a one-way ticket to Zambia to be with Derek and the elephants. And she basically shows up at the hotel that th- she stayed in the first time where Derek happens to be at the bar again cuz this is where he basically waits for his clients to take them on their little flights and she sends him over this big buffet like lobster tray. That is a dinner for two. And he's like, what the fuck? I didn't order this. And he's like, it's from that woman over there. Boom. She's there. Super cute. She showed up for him and he walks over to her and she tells him that she sold everything and she's moving to Zambia. And he's like, I broke up with what's her chick? Let's kiss. And then they kiss. And then the movie should have ended. Okay. Movie should have ended, but Mm -hmm. it didn't because Netflix doesn't know how to end a fucking movie. So in a series of flashes of a tent, we find out that Kate and Derek got married, that they don't show. They just show like, here's a little picture that is probably from a wedding. (laughs) And then we jump to the day where Derek and Kate have to release Manu back into the wild and they tearfully say goodbye to Manu and he leaves the end. Ugh, frustrating. Stupid. Stupid so, stupid stupid stupid. Who was your favorite character
1: in Holiday in the Wild, Emma? Well, it was kind of a toss-up between Manu and all the other elephants. <laughs> so, I'm going to say the elephants. Fair. <laughs> they were so fucking cute. I just I'm like, fuck all these people. I don't even know what's happening anymore. Let's go back to
0: the elephants. I chose Jonathan, Derek's best friend from the sanctuary. He was Um, awesome. He was kind of scheming and plotting, trying to get them together because he saw it immediately. Like, oh, yeah, they would be great together. Not this other girl from the foundation. Like, I don't give a fuck about her anymore. Like, my loyalty lies with Dr. Kate and it was adorable and then when his wife and his family showed up at christmas it was so fucking cute oh my gosh cookies (laughs) it was so cute so jonathan was for sure my favorite character oh yeah who was your least favorite character uh the husband absolutely the ex-husband was trash
1: oh yeah on on all the levels like trash like i said the whole first 10 minutes of the movie i was like who the fuck trash how how do you just walk out of something after yeah. not having a conversation about
0: it yeah at all our kid literally just walked out the door for college guess what my bags are packed too bye okay. bye bitch <laughs> what that and was the so fucking much. divorce papers right before christmas go fuck yourself bro give your balls a tug like you suck pull your finger out of your ass it's exactly. fucking embarrassing He was also my least favorite character for all the reasons. I'm not even, what a a trash heap of a person. All right, seven word synopsis. I only have one, and it is a quote because it is a beautiful fucking quote. (laughs) Derek, at one point, tells Kate, without change, there would be no butterflies. Yep. And I was like, that's the greatest line that any Netflix movie has ever written. (laughs) Absolutely. So pretty like it has nothing to do with this movie but it's so all good. their
1: inability to end a fucking movie it's so good that
0: quote mhm i could probably make up another one that actually has something to do with this movie hold on abandoned baby elephant brings unlikely couple together there you go there it is all right emma okay true
1: honest picture of awkward adult flirting yep newly ditched wife finds love with elephants Yep. And then my two alliteratives seasonal single safari sees sweet sun saved. Nice. With the elephant. And then my other one vulnerable, vivacious vet ventures volunteers on vacation.
0: Incredible. Very rare that we end up with alliteratives with V's. Yes. That was impressive.
1: I couldn't help it. When she said she was a vet, I was like, eh
0: challenge accepted that was fantastic okay so you guys know the drill this is netflix so we don't know how much money they spent and how much money they didn't make on this film (laughs) they paid some money and some things happened and they don't tell tell us movie but they had it had rob Lowe and kristen davis in it so they probably Probably spent a a decent amount of money and rob Lowe's son oh was that who luke was yep all right i'll take it he'll be a cutie yeah that was holiday in the wild you got anything else to say about it
1: don't watch this movie if you're looking for a christmas movie agreed because it's it's not it's not a christmas movie there are probably 15 minutes total in this movie that mention christmas or are about christmas sort of it's very cute but like we've mentioned it is full of holes yeah uh and it's not christmas so holiday in the wild basically means she's taking a holiday from the bullshit that she just endured for three minutes so that's basically it cute movie very adorable exceedingly innocent it's a good family movie i would say because it's about fucking saving elephants yep so it's not a christmas movie nice try but it's not i agree die Um... hard is more of a christmas movie than this movie
0: yeah, at least that one takes place all at Christmas and not just have a random yeah. Christmas scene in the middle. Correct. Yeah, so it's good if you like elephants. <laughs> if you really have a phobia of elephants, don't right? watch this movie. <laughs> if you have questions or comments or suggestions on what we should watch next, you can hit us up on Twitter at Pod, on Facebook at Allentown Presents, or send us an email at AllentownPresents at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening to episode 7 of our annual Christmas movie countdown. We'll be back again tomorrow with another Christmas movie. Bye. Toodaloo.